Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast. My name is Michael Cole, and with me is my co-host... Matthew Cravat. Matthew Cravat. I'm right. I win. Yes, you do. So, at work, we get free samples of of shit that they want to put in our stores. I won't say what my company is, but we get free samples of of snack food kind of shit. And we had one of those... um, one chip challenge thing oh, that worked yeah. today. And we only had one of them. So I brought it over to a couple of coworkers and I was like, anybody want to do it? Anybody want to do it? And then I sent a picture to Sarah and she said, uh, don't, don't, don't do it. Um, <laughs> and we also didn't have, we didn't have milk or anything <laughs> to like calm it down. We have ice creams, but I, you know, nobody. But that would be the best bet. Actually it. the cold, the cold, the sweet and the dairy together is the best combo. Yeah. But it was, it was ridiculous. And, um, we didn't do it, but we, I, at one point I said, "What if we?" I said, "There's too many of us to split one single chip. What if we crushed it up and we each did a line of it?" Like, <laughs> but I'm going to bring it home um, for my co-host. Yeah, no, I, I actually thought about grabbing it and then like meeting up and, and like splitting the chip and doing like a pro- promotional thing, but I think that I'm going to be such a fucking mess. I also I'm, we'd have to shoot it after the episode because i'm pretty sure i would oh, yeah. shoot the episode after yeah, maybe me too i don't know if you saw like on my um me and my brother's cravat attack uh youtube channel we, we we've moved away from spicy stuff to just general food stuff but i ate a one bite i had one bite of a carolina reaper infused um like crispy chocolate bar and it it lit me up i had one bite and i said okay i'm done and one bite is all i'm gonna do we so that this chip had Carolina Reaper and scorpion pepper in it. Oh yeah, and, scorpion beruga. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, and it was just too much. Yeah, um, I okay. haven't really. I used to love spicy stuff, but since turning thirty, it's been, it's it's not worth the the risk. Oh, fun fact, fun story. So you know, clouds brewing at all? Uh, familiar with it? I've heard of it? Okay. So we, Sarah and I, love the one in Raleigh. We've mm-hmm. been dozens of times over the last few years and we love it we were in durham with some friends from out of town one day and we we're like oh they have a clouds brewing you guys would like it because they have a beer wall and some other uh, you know some other things here there you that you would like but so obviously i don't drink beer so for me it's what i like is their wings yeah so i got their their spicy wings and i've had their spicy wings at the Raleigh one a bunch of times and yeah I'm like a little I'm I have to go clean up and I'm a little snotty afterwards because I my I, my nose will run and shit that's the know, right but, level yeah it's perfect the Durham one they I don't know if they just mixed up the ingredients or add a little too much it was just way way more intense for me sometimes it just a matter so, if they stir the sauce right before saucing yeah. all the peppers come up and, and are, are through it. Yeah. yeah so I go in the bathroom and I'm <laughs> And I'm I'm washing my hands thoroughly before I blow my nose and before I like clean up and I and these two guys come out of a out of a um, handicap stall and they're like you got coke and I was like no and they're like come on man don't hold out on us and I was like no I don't have coke and they're like why are you sniffing like that and I was like I was like I I have a runny nose because of how hot the wings are and I'm like that's why I'm like literally holding my <laughs> fingertips up and and. And so I was like, I don't have Coke. <laughs> I had I had a Coke, but 
totally different. Yeah, you get the same um, endorphin rush rush from good wings. Yeah. So I was I was listening I listened to Dear Old Dads quite a bit. And one of the things that that came up in this week's episode was the the when they did they kept planning a topic and not doing that topic. Yeah, and how bad it makes Tom sound when he does the introduction. Yeah. yeah. And I was like Hmm, I wonder if that will happen to us uh, because I so the the couple weeks ago when we we had a topic and we we did not record that topic. We, we talked we about movies and, <laughs> and and as soon as we started get I I didn't I did zero prep this week on the topic. The the reason why I even picked the topic is I looked at my three coworkers that were in the office today. I pulled up my Google Doc of of topics that I want to talk about and I said, "Which one of these sounds best for tonight?" And I was like, you know, I, I said a bunch of them and they were like nepotism. So and Nepo babies. And I was like, okay. And then I, and then I've just been so busy with work and everything else that I had no time to really prep. And I was like, I have a bunch of shit to talk about. I, I think we could talk about Nepo ba- nepotism. I don't think it's a problem, but I did think for a little bit. Yeah. Well, that we might. I'll tell you, I didn't do any research on it either. I just have my gut feeling. And I mean, I know that I'm not religious, but I still think it's a horrible thing. I don't think your, moral, your morals need to come from religious to think that that's disgusting and horrible. I mean, I think like, you know, a dead body is a dead body, but I still don't think you should do that to it. That's just gross. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, have I told you what I want done to my body when I die? <laughs> no, can I help you? Actually, sorry. No, it's not what I really want done to my body. At my funeral... <laughs> I want them to announce that my body will be donated to NASA, the Necrophiliac Association of Southern America. And I just think it would be a great joke. And I also, I personally don't give a shit if somebody has sex with my body afterwards. Um, Depending on who it is, I guess. It better be someone cute. Oh, I don't care about that. I just don't want some, somebody like in my family or something fucking weird. Oh yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. I, I want to be. Um, I want normal necrophilia, not incestual necrophilia. That's fair, because that would be nepotism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring it around. Yeah, I want to be. Um, I want to be shipped off to a, a body farm. You know, one of the universities mm-hmm. that this lets your body kind of. I mean, first, first, um, mind farmed for um, organ transplants. So whatever organs that can be used, I want organs first. Um, and the body farms are cool with that. And then the body farms just kind of put you out in some some position in some location and let you rot and take notes and pictures over time so that for forensics, they have something to compare to. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, that's on my top, I'll say five wishes. I This is going to be our topic for tonight, not nepotism. We're not, <laughs> nepotism is going to be the one that I every time I tell you nepotism, you have to know it's going to be something else. <laughs> To me, whatever we come up with in the first five minutes on the fly. And I was so happy that I had this necrophilia joke. I was like, I know nice. exactly how I'm going to start. He's going to say nepotism. Yeah. And before he could define it, I'm going to jump in. Good, good. Um, that was my I research. Per- good. That's, that is good. And um, I, as far as what I really genuinely want done with my body is if they, they so there is something called Biomulch, I think it's called biomulch. I could be messing that up. I think I applied for a job there. Yeah, um, it is. It, it's a. It's something that de- decomposes your body over thirty days. Um, it's not legal in like forty eight <laughs> or nine states right now. 
because of religious reasons, like not yeah. for any real good reasons. Um, and it, it decomposes your body quickly. Um, you're not allowed to use that soil that's created from the person for any like uh, commercial F- food stuff. <laughs> but I don't know. I like. I think I. You obviously, just... at this point, I don't know that there's enough research on what the the carbon footprint or any of those other things are. So I, I want the thing that is the least obtrusive, which may genuinely be what you're talking about doing. Um, and so in which case I would be open to that as well. Um, but I just, I, I think that I've always thought that cemeteries weren't for me. And yeah, I think it's because you grew up watching, um, you know, since you're younger than me, you grew up watching Lion King as a more um, seminal part of your makeup. So you know that one day we die, we become the grass. Speaking of the Lion King and seminal fluids, uh, no, I um, I used to. This is this mm, is I genuinely have something. I, no, no. Uh, whenever people would talk about the hottest Disney princess, just to be fun, I'd like to throw out Nala mm-hmm. uh, because they'd be like, "Which one's Nala?" And they'd be like <laughs> from the from the Lion King, and they're like the lion. Yeah, I mean Nala's hey, the way she Nala's... the way she gives him those. Those fuck me eyes. Yeah, she's cute, but she's, she's no the... Chitara. You got to go back and watch um, some Thundercats. Chitara is the cat then... you want to hook up with. <laughs> no, but Di- I'm talking Disney princesses. Nala is the Disney princess. She has the fuck me eyes uh, more so than any other Disney princess. Also, I don't know. You remember when she pins Simba when they're like, can you feel the love tonight? And she pins him. I like being pinned. Sarah is like genuinely like on the other side of that door and like because our bedroom is like right over there and I'm and she's taking a nap and I'm just really hoping she's not hearing what the fuck is is he talking about? He wants to get pinned and pegged and with a lion. I told you about the pegging in confidence. You can peg wherever you want. It's legal in 48 states. Just like uh, bio mulch. (laughs) Brings it right back. Um, that's what I, that's what I want, assuming that the research comes back to show that that's one of the, you know, that, that backs up the, the eco-friendliness of that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't picking it because eco-friendly, I was picking it because of double sciencing, you know, so do organ harvest because people need the organs. And then what do you do with that body? You know, after that, that's still usable, you know, do it for a scientific study of how bodies decompose. Yeah. Yeah, and frankly, I, I don't care about funerals, like funeral memorial service or wake or anything like that. Is up to my survivors because that's for them, not me. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care what happens. You know, I won't be there for it. I don't get an invite. So whatever they need for closure, more power to them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I want it. I have I, as a as a egomaniac, I have some ideas, but um, I. Oh, I do have some stuff I want to talk about with egomania. Um, and I have a lot. I have a lot going on today. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit up, if you can't tell, as far as my, my bipolar disorder. I'm a little, a little on the manic. I'm, I'm lightly on the manic side. Um, and the egomanic side. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want my organs donated um, for sure. I think that it, you know, as many as as you can get good use out of, I think that's good, good for 
the species in the world. And so I want that. Um, I used to say cremation uh, because it, it, to me, when I was growing up, it was burial or cremation seemed like the two options. Um, obviously, Viking Viking funeral does seem pretty fucking cool. But I, but of the two genuine options that I thought I was going to have when I was a kid, it was cremation. The more I get away from it, the more I'm like, eh, cremation's not very, you know, you're wasting a shitload of, you know, whatever they burn you with, carbon, you know, you're getting, it's got to be carbon. It's probably natural gas, I think, you know, a big gas oven, probably, sure. but yeah. But still, so cleaner than certain options, but still, yeah. yeah, still your 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 body smoke's going up there. It's funny, as um, you know, my wife being from India, one of the very many Indian traditions, old traditions, would be that a widow has no life after her man is gone. So they would jump into the funeral pyre pyre while the husband is being cremated. So I mm-hmm. always tell Madhavi, I fully expect that from her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You must jump into I, my uh... pyre. Yeah, I used to joke that I wanted to be buried Egyptian style um, with all my belongings and my favorite servants and yeah, stuff. Fair. Um, no, but genuine. So something that I had as a genuine conversation when I was, let's say, seventeen, uh, with my with my friend Pat, who was on the podcast. You you have not met him though. He was on before you were my co-host. Uh, Pat and I had this conversation and oddly enough, it ended up being a night that my dad went to the hospital and we thought he was going to die, but we didn't know that at the time we were having this conversation. We talked about what we wanted done at our funerals and I genuinely, like, I, I've, I've toned some of this down and, and, but I want, I want my funeral to be a little more upbeat and happy. Like, I want there to be jokes. Like, if, for some reason, if you outlive me, I expect you to 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 make a couple of jokes to make people a little uncomfortable and the reason i'm here tonight is because one day on our podcast michael said he's okay with his body being used for necrophilia and i wanted to be first in line because sloppy seconds on michael would not be good if my if my mom oh no i take it back oh look his dad does hate me (laughs) (laughs) i oh my god i talked to my dad i talked to my dad this week and I was like, "Hey, just so you know, we have this in this running joke on the show." I said, "I just hated the idea of you randomly deciding to listen one week and hearing us make reference to you hate uh, you hating my co-host." And he thought it was funny. So, and then he said, "No, he didn't say that. Uh, I didn't. I, I just gave him like a brief background on it, but he did think it was funny." But no, if that joke is 100% good to go, assuming my grandparents are dead already, which. Well, if they're not when I start the joke. <laughs> and if someone dies at my funeral and you're there and you've already made the joke, you got to point at their body and go, dibs. <laughs> is that warm? Oh. Uh, my, my coworker, I have a new co. Well, not new. She's since December, but. I have a coworker who has a very sick, uh, morbid sense of humor, like myself, and is very, you know, uh, very much on the into the same negative outlook of the world and life. And a couple weeks ago, we were talking, and I and I said it, it, whichever one of us outlives the other one, has to go to the other one's funeral and make at least one really inappropriate joke. 
And so we agreed upon that. So I expect it from her. I expect it from you. Uh, my friend Pat knows that he's to hire a comedian to eulogize slash roast me. Um, although that was before I knew an actual comedian. So. I just want to go around and tell your family members and shake their hands and say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for hoping that one of them will be a smart ass and say something like, it's okay. You didn't do it. So I can say, oh no, I know what I did. <laughs> some can, I heard some comedian do that, say that once. And I said, I would love to be in a situation to do that. Because I would so usually be the smart ass who would say, oh, it's not your fault. You didn't kill him. Now now I, like, I yeah. can't say that because I want the opposite line. I want the line three. Right. Yeah. So here's the deal. I think that my sister will not find any of this shit funny. My mom will be shocked in the moment. And then, and then like, if she, once she realizes that it was my way, she'll like, she'll roll her eyes and she'll, it'll be fine. My dad, I think, will probably not find it funny. He, he, I don't think, he, you know, like I think he thinks it's funny to joke about ahead of time. But I think if it actually came down to it, he was there, he wouldn't be. In I'll just court. make sure Logan is has his face in, in the iPad before I say it. So, you know, that'll be, you well, know, it depends cool. on how old he is. I'm, I'm expect- planning it next week. I mean, did you have a different time frame? <laughs> if if Logan's an adult and, <laughs> and he's still on the iPad. Or- and, well, and, and I, I suspect that we will have raised, not you, not you and I, we, but Sarah and I, we, <laughs> will have raised him in such a way that I, I kind of think he'll know my plans and how I, you know, joke about stuff. So we'll see. Probably give you the face. So I got laughs at my grandfather's funeral. Did I mention that? Did we talk about that ever? Uh, you cut out for a second. What was that? Have I, did, did we mention on a previous pod that I um, got laughs at my grandfather's funeral when I was eulogizing my grandfather? No. no. Yeah. Uh, I think you've told me, but I don't remember mentioning it on the on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, I was I lived with my grandfather for a little bit when he was like ninety nine, um, before he sent me back to North Carolina to marry my wife um, instead of wasting my time with him. And he actually lived till uh, past 103. Like his birthday was in November, and he died the following summer, so 103 and a half. And is this the one that that was the namesake from Cimarron? Yes, yeah. So he's Joseph Cravat, and the character in Cimarron it was Yancey Cravat, and Yancey is like the Yiddish nickname of Joey. And he had oh. uh, met Edna Ferber a couple of times on the beach. They used to hang out together and, and talk. And so she said he was one of the sweetest, nicest people he knew. And she based his personality a little bit, a little bit on my grandfather and then gave him the name. He was not a cowboy, nice. though. Um, yeah, but at, at his funeral, I, um, I, I was saying some, you know, true heartfelt things and people were misty eyed and stuff and I was not getting any laughs and I cannot stand in front of an audience and not get laughs. So I shifted gears and I said, when I lived with my grandfather, he never understood that I do improv comedy and it's, you know, it's acting and it's scene building and it's situational. So he'd always tell me these old Jewish jokes with old Jewish punchlines, sometimes in Yiddish, making them incomprehensible in English and say, you could use, huh? You could use it in your show. You could use it. It's a little thing. It's a twist. It's a funny, it's a little thing you can twist. And you, you guys just don't understand. It's not. It, they weren't funny. So let me just let me share with you the joke. Let me here. Here is an example. A one that's in English, so I can tell it. Um, there's these. There's a convention, an interreligious convention going on in D.C. And on the train down from New York to D.C., uh, in one of the backs, you know, cars, the like cattle cars, kind of, is a rabbi, a priest, and a minister. And somewhere up front, like in the executive, you know, dining car, is the 
cardinal from New York, and there's the president of the Southern Baptist Commission, and there's a chief rabbi from the rabbinical council, and they're all in the fancy area. But the three regular guys are in the back, and they're they, they bored. So one of them says, how about we play some cards? So they start playing cards, and <clears throat> another one says, how about we play for money? So they, they pull out change. And I don't know who says, well, I'm not putting blame on anyone. They're just, I'm just saying the three of them end up playing cards for money. And at some point, one of them looks up, and through the door to the next car, they see their three bosses coming to the back. And they panic, and the priest is, has like this big open sleeve, so he grabs the cards and he shoves them up <clears throat> up his sleeves, and he puts his hands together, and and holds them tight. And then the uh, minister grabs all the money and puts it up in his sleeves, and he grabs himself by the wrist and he holds his hands tight, and and he holds his hands together so they won't spill. And then the rabbi looks, and there's nothing to grab, but he doesn't want to look different, so he closes his arms and puts his arms into his his hands into his sleeves. And the three um, bosses get there, and the cardinal says, I heard you were playing cards. And the priest goes, no, 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 not me. I wasn't playing cards. And the, the, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention goes, I heard you were playing cards. And the minister's like, no, no, not me, not me. And then the chief rabbi says, I heard you were playing cards. And the rabbi throws his arms out widely and says, with who? And then I turn to my grandfather's casket and say, I, I told you it wasn't funny. <laughs> And the entire audience laughed. Audience. It was an audience. It wasn't a funeral. It was an audience. Yeah. You got a tight five. And... Yeah. I got my tight five. It was, it was good. And then people afterwards are like, you broke the tension so well. I'm like, I didn't have a choice. But to be yeah. more morbid about death, the rabbi um, who, who did the ceremony said an amazingly great thing that I love and I, and, I, and I took with me and I still have this day. He said, some of you think you're here to pay your last respects, but I think that's a terrible thing to do. I think you should pay lasting respects. Your respects don't stop just because the person's dead. So retrain your mind to give lasting respect. And um, so I, I that's always, good, that's I, good. I always like that one. He actually said the same, same rabbi said the same thing at my uncle's funeral a couple of years before, like 10 years before. Yeah, that's, I like that too. Um, I expect you to, you have to live long enough to be, to speak at my funeral. I'll see what I can do. I, I got a I got a new job where I work for this doctor's office. And if people oh you and if, oh, if people uh, get a uh, terminal uh, diagnosis, I got a friend with a bus. Yeah, nice. Well, that's what if I get hit by a bus. Oh my god! <laughs> if I get hit by a bus, I want there's going to be some jokes in there about my appearance. I expect some, uh, you know. I expect several people to be like, well, he got what he wanted and, and there needs to be no follow-up. I, re- I genuinely, by the way, I thought you were telling me that you got a new job for a second there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, is every episode going to be about death now? Um, but re- realistically underneath the atheism podcast, what else is there but death? That's uh, the one, it's all about it's one thing. It's me- totally inevitable life and death. Yeah. Was it something that my? Um... It's not an atheist podcast, but Sarah. I still love the fact that Sarah's like just lean into it. Like she's like, now you got Matthew on. You got it's just an atheist podcast, and I was like, I just don't think I mean I'm good enough to be on an atheist podcast. It's not. It's 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 our views on big questions. I mean, our, yeah. you know, um, Thomas Smith before his podcast was called Serious Inquiries Only was called Atheistically Speaking, and his 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 conceit was that it's not necessarily all about atheist topics. But I'm an atheist. It was him and a co-host originally, but then just him. And it was like I'm an atheist saying my opinion, so I can't help but be atheistically speaking. That's how I speak. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, 
Did you like the new logo for the? I did. It's lovely. Nice. Good. I'm not Good. currently Good. subscribed to the podcast because I'm waiting for it to update. I keep searching to see if it updates in the in the stream in my RSS feed before I want to resubscribe. So it's so the new logo will be on my podcast catcher. Oh, okay. What what podcast platform do you use? Pocket Cast. Okay, I got to look and see if we're actually on that. I mean, a lot of them we, are based we are because like, I, I, I've been subscribed oh. before. I unsubscribed because I want to wait for the logo to change, like for it to catch up oh, in the okay. cache. For me, it updated uh, like within an hour. Yeah, I just kind of like refreshed the feed. But, yeah, I'll check again. But I also took out my name out of the title. So now it's just talking about the big stuff so that so I, I can talk a little space. For, yeah. So you can talk. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And I can cut all your funny stuff out. It's a good move. So anyway, I was uh, Sarah hasn't finished listening to last uh, last week's episode yet, but she was like, she she was liking it a lot. And uh, that's twenty five. We've got twenty five minutes that we've already recorded. Um, it, so I have another funeral story for you. So I'll flip to the other funeral sure. story. This is a fun one. At my um, my grandmother's, my maternal grandmother's, the other side of the family funeral. I um, raced up to New York from North Carolina for the funeral, and I forgot my suit. Like it was hanging um, in on a closet door, and I forgot it. So when I got to New York, I went to my childhood best friend's house, who's about my size, and borrowed a suit from him. So from behind, mutual friends were mistaking me for him. Like his uncle came over and thought it was him for a second because he recognized the jacket. Um, but more importantly, he came over to me at one point. And the way Jewish funerals in New York City tend to work is people get there early and there's a, a room just for socializing with, and the family is generally there. Maybe the, the, the spouse or whatever might be pulled out a little earlier to, to go in or the family gets pulled so out they, early. But for the most part, you're hanging out. They sit and shiver, right? Before pre-shivering. So, yeah. And so we're back there and my best friend Jack comes over, my best friend from childhood. And Jack points at this very attractive blonde woman who's wearing like black fishnet stockings, a short skirt that stops like an inch below her crotch. And like, if she stretches up, it would rise up. It's cut down to like the bottom, like where her rib cage meets. Like it's like, she's just cleaving. She's not hugely breasted. So it's not tons of cleavage, but it's just showing where there should be cleavage and tons of gold chains to call attention. And she's from Jersey. So her hair is teased up into the sky. And he goes, he calls her, hey, hey, who brought a hooker? I'm like, what? He goes, look, look at the hooker. And I go, Jack, that's um, my cousin, my first cousin. It's her grandmother, too. He's like, are you sure it's not a hooker? I'm like, it's not a hooker. It's my cousin. He goes, whatever. So um, so you, you mentioned sitting shiva. So sitting shiva is the Jewish tradition of for eight days after someone dies, you basically stay at home and pray and, and mourn for eight days intensively so that you can get on with your life after the eight days. And people come over, especially the, after the day of the funeral, and bring food and visit with you. And, and usually, if you're very religious, they ignore you and they just talk to each other while you sit in the corner and pray. Um, my family is not very religious. So we had a, a day of sitting shiver. People just came over after the funeral just to hang out and, and talk. Yeah. And both my brothers and I were doing a shot of vodka together because we have not seen each other in, you know, you know it's rare we're together because they live on the West Coast. And we do our shot of vodka. We're in the kitchen. And then I tell them the story. I say, hey, Jack came over to me at the funeral and he thought Allison was a hooker. And I, and I tell them the story the same way I told to you. 
And my mom's childhood friend's husband, Steve, is getting water from the refrigerator. And he whips around and goes, wait a second, the hooker was your cousin? And I'm like, no, she wasn't the hooker. She's my cousin. And he goes, he goes, goes, Joe, Joe, the hooker's their cousin. And like five other people go, the blonde? The one in the black? Well, that's that was a cousin? Like, so apparently everyone thought my cousin was a hooker, not just my best friend. Nice. Okay. I've just added something to my wish list for my funeral. You want a hooker? You want a Tony want Clifton to... style hooker action? I want you to bring a hooker <laughs> to my funeral. You can still bring Madhavi, and but you and Madhavi bring a hooker and just and just like have to be a hooker pay, or can it be a stripper? Pay her. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and you gotta and you gotta you don't even have to pretend you don't have to participate or talk to her at all. Just have her wander around so that people are like. Why, why is there a hooker or, or a stripper or with a baby? Have her go up. Have her go up to, <laughs> make sure she's got a blonde, a big headed blonde baby. No, no. Uh, I was gonna say, make sure she goes over to my my casket and and you know just looks real mournful. Spits in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be good too. Yeah. Yeah. Make it arrangement. I. I Good, good, because you're gonna be my you're gonna be my funeral planner. <laughs> That's what we should call the company that we're gonna mm. do. So I, well, that'll be our secondary service after we do the um after we we after we scrape them off the front of. of we the bus. do everything for the funeral, including providing the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fun- funeral planning since 2023. Weird to call it 2023. I haven't said 2000 and for a while. I'm, I'm more of a 2023 guy. Yeah, yeah. So let's just change subjects. I don't care. We doesn't. Have, we don't have to have a hard, hard subject this week. I, I'm uh, always we'll hard when we talk about death and eulogies. But okay. Yeah, back to necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, I have a knack for necrophilia. By the way, I didn't say sit, sitting Shiva, which I knew was. I the said you said definition. Shiver with an R. I know. Sit, I, sit and sit, Shiver. I know. I just, you know, but you know, um, you're not allowed to. Like only Jews can say it with the R. You have to say it with an A. Oh, that's your word. <laughs> it's our word. I actually genuinely like the. Pra- I mean, take the religious part of it out. I like the sit around. That's kind of when my mother-in-law died. That's basically how we handled it was we sat at the house and we would do, you know, do stuff, go up and, you know, take care of a project or because, because it was her house and my sister-in-law, they lived there. And so like, there might be like a light bulb out. We would go change a light bulb or do something. Keep but busy. For the most part, we're just hanging out at the house and like, and people would bring over and it was also, you know, pretty it was January 2021, so still COVID, so people weren't really coming, coming by, but people would bring by a tray of food, and it, I, I really like that. Like that. it's You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a it's good one way of One of my favorite morning. things about relatives dying is I get free food. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's a, it was a very thorough way of mourning, and I, I think that it, it makes a lot of sense. And just because I'm disrespectful about my death doesn't mean I want to be disrespectful about her death. Yeah. So I, so. yeah. So like I said, we, we, my family traditionally, it might has been like one day of, of people coming up, like after the funeral, like people come over and that's 
we don't do the eight days. We just knock it out, knock it out in a day. Instead of one day of funerals, we have eight crazy nights. Pretty similar. <laughs> Shiva is a festival of death. <laughs> festival of death sounds kind of cool. That's what you'll have. That's what you can have for mine. Is like maybe. The, oh, so here. Sorry, back to my original plan. Maybe that's so our company the, name: Festival of Death Funeral Planners. Yeah. Um, my original plan for my funeral when I was 17 was, you know, obviously wanted all the comedy stuff, but I also wanted this part. I'm not asking for this right now. I don't think this is doable, but I wanted my body rigged in the casket in such a way that when someone knelt on the kneeler, which is maybe a Catholic specific thing, but like at the wake, when they knelt on the kneeler, it triggered something that would puppet wise or animatronic wise move my body into open my eyelids like full sit up position like i was about to attack them so we have a closed casket and just a tape recorder that goes off nice i'm still here what's going on if i was gonna get buried i would do that if I, i would have them like put it in there to start playing like even better for cremation just you screaming (laughs) <laughs> it's hot it's fucking hot <laughs> that'd be hilarious um the time it right for him jumps into the pyre yeah i do i do genuinely like if if we were in a time when when it was more reasonable and obviously the the eco friendliness wasn't an issue i would i would go viking funeral for sure i think the i think that's the coolest funeral type but so to change subjects uh we could talk about a couple of fun things um that i i that that have come up in in the news that i just think are worthy of talking about so um like like being all tuckered out yeah being all tuckered out uh, I like that. I, I genuinely was like, oh, there's so much good news. Like it felt like it felt like there was a little bit of cleaning shop this week uh, as for, you know, in a lot of that way. I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with Steven Crowder? Um, I, I should be. I know the name and I don't know why I know that. I mean, I know the name. I know it's politically involved and yeah. I don't remember why. But when you say oh, it, I'll, like I'll com- go. Oh, yeah. He's a complete douchebag, and and there's like some real big, and he's he's got a huge, uh, he's he's got a lot of the young conservative uh, following. He he's been he was on um, Rogan a couple times, he but he's he's he was on the Blaze for a while, then he was almost on Ben Shapiro's um, Daily Wire, except that he blew up at their spot and said. Does this sound familiar? Well, I know I read something recently about someone who was QAnani, who was supposed to be on the show, like on the Tucker Carlson show, like the, that week, who was like bragging, but maybe it's not him. Somebody else, somebody wrote something about that. He was like, I'm finally getting mainstream on Tucker Carlson. And then the show, and then Tucker yeah. Carlson got fired before he could put him on. I think he's had Tucker on his show. I don't think that that's, yeah. I think he, and he's been on Fox a couple times and stuff, but he is not, I, I mean, he there was a bunch of big shit where it looks like he's just getting taken down a huge peg. Unfortunately, it's like a messy divorce and stuff, and like and it looks like he was abusive to his ex-wife. 
but like i think that he's gonna lose a huge part of his platform and like a lot of it is like it's that overlap between republicanism and manosphere mm-hmm. you know like not toxic man toxic masculinity back to last week um so there's just a bunch of like dominoes falling yeah my bit. pillow guy losing a five million dollar arbitration I didn't see that. Oh, uh, when he did his cyber special event a couple of years ago, whatever. Yeah. Where he, one of the things he did was he said he had all these encrypted files that were proof of the um, computers being hacked and whatever. And he offered $5 million to anyone who could prove that these weren't data from the election. And a guy who was a Republican who voted for Trump, who thought the election was stolen, who went to his event was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that challenge. Because, you know, because. You know, I win five million dollars if it's wrong, but if it's right, I get to prove that this is the data. And yeah. so he unencrypted the files and found it was just garbage files of like Word document full of garbage that was just then like saved as a hex file and encrypted just to be a big file, and it was nothing. And so he proved it wasn't from the election, and he owed me five million dollars. And my pillow guy said, "No, no, no, we're not paying." So they went to arbitration because that's what the rules of the contest were. And he lost an arbitration, and the judge and the arbitrator, uh, you know, said, "I'm not saying that um, this proves the election or anything. I'm just saying these files were not from the 2020 election. That's all I'm ruling. He proved that, and that's all he has to prove." And right. and um, and now, of course, Lindell's like, oh, "I'm going to take him to court. This won't stand." And it's like, "Dude, it was your contract that said you don't go to court. You go to arbitration. You don't get to keep trying." So he lost yeah. a five million dollar settlement. Yeah, it's. In that, there's also the Fox News the, yeah, lawsuit, Fox which um, the, I think it was Cogdis yesterday said, you know, that Tom was saying that they, they, um, it between, you know, almost a billion dollar settlement. And then because of firing Tucker, they've lost nearly a billion dollars worth of market share. And it's, it's costing. And, you know, as much as I don't, know that i think there's any people on the right that i will that are good um you know within the actual national public uh political space whether it be punditry or politicians i don't know i don't know of any that i would argue are are good people i i obviously have a lot of people that i think are good people that are just individuals and so it's nice to see the bad guys, the bad Republicans get a little bit of a check on like you can't just you can't just run wild. Yep. Um and if it yep. makes the Republican Party better, not like not better at beating us, I don't mean it that way, although yeah. it may and maybe it, it maybe a little more a morality. Party. Like yeah. gonna, I mean Fox is gonna it's gonna spin and it's gonna do editorial, you know, leaning to the right and everything. But if they just stop blatantly lying that would be good what an improvement just not to blatantly lie yeah yeah and and if they had to start you know like tom's tom and cecil were talking about this for sure uh you know they went from o'reilly tucker took that spot that's two guys in a row that they've had these big issues and maybe they'll say hey it's not in our financial best interest to keep putting bozos who run their mouth and just go wild and so you know not to say they're going to get some good guy in there but you know they've had i mean fox has has always tried to keep somebody on to make them seem fair and balanced like they're they're token liberals and so like if they have to actually just even even and and 
or just token old school to... conservative who's not a crazy yeah. QAnon. That, that's the yeah. best you can hope for. Yeah, yeah. or just I mean it... someone in his slot who's not as good at his job as him. Like that. Like thing is like sure. he replaced you know Bill O'Reilly, which was terrible because he was even more effective at being crazy and getting and being popular. And hopefully the next person just isn't as popular. It could be the same spouting the same garbage, but not as popular. So, so I anyway. I just, so anyway, it's nice to have one without actually, we will definitely cut all that shit out, but nothing bad. No, it was just me being really funny. That's some of the best stuff I've ever done. I know you, you're going to not want it to overshadow you yeah. and it like you always do. Yeah. Well, it's also funny that we talked about that last week. This is something I didn't mention to you. So, uh, so we talked about that last week, how Sarah says that she thinks I cut it to make me seem funnier. That that Steven Crowder guy that I was talking about, he in in one of his uh, he's a bunch of his ex employees are coming out saying that they fucking hate him because he's a scumbag. And one of them was saying that um, he was like kind of the right hand man for a while, like as far as like personality on the show. And he said that there was a button that that Steven could hit that was like shut up so that he can be funny uh, and like you can never one up him, and it would like literally if you hit, if he hit that button, you weren't allowed to talk, and <laughs> and so it came out like a day or two after. I mean, technically came out before our episode dropped, but it came out after we had recorded talking about Sarah thinking that I am personally like cutting you out. So yeah, that's a, one of the running gags on Citation Needed podcast. You know. It's, it's like nobody hears your jokes anyway. I cut them all out. Nobody hears any of your jokes. Like yeah. Cecil does the editing; he cuts them out. Yeah, I would love. I love the the format of of that show so much. I would love to go on that show. I know they've. I don't think they've ever had a guest on, but but I do love it. I think they've had stand-ins when someone wasn't there, but not a just not an extra guest when all five of them are there. Oh, I don't. Th- I don't. I've not listened to an episode with a stand-in, I don't think. The only... I know that on one of the episodes, they had, like, the highest Patreon guy gets to be a tree in the background, and he said, like, three words. Yeah. Right at the big, last right, month or so. Like, in, in, the, in the opening sketch and at the close. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do sketches on this show? That would take work. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to text you midday the day of and be like this is what we're talking here's about. a topic that i'm going to tell you we're talking about and then we won't talk about it yeah well i i actually because logan's at a play date right now and i was this morning oh no i was going to talk i was going to do a different topic nepotism would have worked too i was going to have sarah i was going to see if sarah wanted to come on the podcast um and i was going to suggest we talk about uh weaponized incompetence and i was like i might start a fight and i told her and she goes we can talk about it i'm like "Hmm, i'm all sad because i think it's one of those things where we both think the other one does it a bit and i think that it might be (laughs) oh scratch i had to play marriage counselor yeah i'm not saying that we aren't both right i'm just saying that there are definitely things there are definitely things that she does it with and I can think of one thing that I think she thinks I do it with, which I don't necessarily think is fair, is accurate, but it's probably fair, you know? So, um, one thing I would like to, you know, we don't have to wrap it up, but 
I would like, you know, if we get more and more listeners, I'd like listeners to tell us what they want to hear about. So you can always do that at talkingaboutthebigstuff at gmail.com. And if you uh, send us a topic and we pick your topic, uh, Matthew will run you over with a bus and then uh, no. run your funeral. That same um, coworker that I was talking about having the pact with about going to each other, whoever dies first, going to, uh, the other one going to their funeral or whatever. She she's uh, 14, 13 years younger than me. And she was talking a couple weeks ago about um, I have to I have to kill her when she turns 60. She's like, I want you to kill me when I turn 60. And I said, I'm not going to kill you when you turn 60. I'm like, I will only be 74. I want to be alive. You know, by the time I'm 74, Logan will be like younger than I am now. I want to be there for. And then and then uh, the next day and she wasn't there. But like several people heard her say that that was at lunch with several people. The next day we're at lunch. She's not there. And someone says, uh, if we're all still working here in 40 years. And I said, if we're working here in 40 years, I'll be like pushing 80. <laughs> but I said, if if uh, if I'm still here in 40 years, I'm going to want to. I'm going to take her up on her on her request and I'll kill her and then I'll kill myself because. <laughs> She'll be beyond 60, so it'll work. Anyway. I thought you were going to say, you know, people are like, I wonder where she is today. And it's like, well, she took her temperature and it was over 60, so. <laughs> That's fucked up. A pact is a pact. It didn't say years. It just said 60. <laughs> That's why in, in math and science class, they tell you over and over again, you have to have the units in your answer. If you don't have the units, it's wrong. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Sure. Although now I'm realizing that there's probably two or three minutes that are going to get cut out from one of us. Eh, it's still, we're over 55. We're about 55 minutes. If we get to 60 Plus, minutes, kill me. As, <laughs> as, as it is anyway, you know that we'll start the, the exit thing and then something will pop into my head. Yeah. It's, it's never yours. Never mind. My head is not poppable. No. Uh, so anyway... So yeah, that was natural, and then I realized what I was saying. Uh, I hold my breath when you say that, so it'll sound like I was edited out. Yeah, or if you start chuckling, and then I, you know, out of nowhere, and I say, uh, right, so anyway, right, then they'll... right. <laughs> so, so anyway, <laughs> um, you got anything you want to plug before we sign off? Um, nah, I got nothing pluggable today. Okay. I don't either. Um, I will go back to if there's a topic or if somebody, if anybody's interested in being on the podcast and has a good topic, they'd like to talk about with us. Um, Come on I'm down. That at this, yeah. Let us know at this point. It, anybody that's listening to the podcast, I think can be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Because they're like, but like, eventually, if we actually get some more listeners, uh, that issue that is not necessarily an offer that. Right. For if you're listening to this in two years from now, when we're famous, then we did not just invite you to be on the podcast. Right. If you're listening to it two weeks from anybody, now. Come on anybody up. who's listening, yeah, anybody who's listening to this Friday when it drops, is is welcome to. We'll we'll we can set up something, and and that's not to say that if you listen to this two years from now, 
and your names are like Tom or Cecil or <laughs> Noah Eli or Heath or, or, yeah. or Steve, J, Bob, Kara, and Evan, any of those names you guys are welcome to come Yeah. No, there, there's, there's, we're all, we're always open to, to, to reading why uh, you'd be a good, good guest. Um, obviously, we, the reason I say the people listening now, it's because I know everybody listening now, and I think that I could have a fun, interesting conversation with anybody but that becomes more difficult if i have a random listener who i don't know if they have chemistry with me or just isn't good but you know good at talking um yeah i don't have much else to plug um i will say i'm gonna work so I, i finally got our our new logo up um i i changed the title over i am going to be so we we are recording on on a, on a new platform um, that is allowing us to do some video. I'm not going to edit the whole video version of this for YouTube. That sounds daunting. It also sounds kind of like we're not doing that much. I don't know to, to get, but, but I'm going to take some of the video, you know, probably the beginning, any parts where I thought were really funny or like our reactions might be good. And I might throw those clips up on Instagram and YouTube. Um, so we're going to be trying to to branch out um, to to obviously that will be to pull new listeners in, but in that process, in the spirit of of our own synergy, if you happen to follow us on Instagram or YouTube, uh, I haven't set up the YouTube yet, but I will before Friday, even if it has no videos. Uh, talking about the big stuff on Instagram, talking about the big stuff on YouTube. Go ahead and check uh, check us out, and uh, you know, like and subscribe. It'll help us in the long run. So, do that. Give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And that's pretty much it. So, Matthew, what is our slogan again? Thank you for thanks for talking thank about for, the big stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say thanks for taking. Thanks for being stuff. stuffed by the big stuff. Thanks for being bigly stuffed. Thanks anyway, for so enjoying anyway. our big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, hey, I think I said more inappropriate things this week than you did. So yay us. We're making progress. So yeah. PSS. This is the last one. PPS, because it's post-post, not script-script. Got to add more P's, not more S's. Okay, now I'm going to have another P after this P. Uh I forget what this P is. I'll just say, I it it used to drive me crazy when people would say whether you, whether it's pissed off or ticked off, they'd say uh, I'm PO'd, and I'm like you're piss offed, right? That used, that <laughs> Your ED is us. in the wrong place. Yeah, I, I ED is not good for anybody. Um, At least not for four hours. This yeah. All right. Well, this is great. We will talk about necrophilia, not necrophilia. <laughs> yes, probably necrophilia. We will talk about, we talked way too much about necrophilia. Seriously, so like, you talked about necrophilia? I thought you were talking about nepotism. I'll be like, it just started with one little joke, and then that became our entire episode. Um, and we'll people are dying to try necrophilia, so. All right, and on that note, let's uh, end it. The episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway.